You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. Okay, I want to start with this. Has anyone here ever been in a position of authority or power and um, you wanted to help people or you wanted to help someone in particular but found it impossible? Anybody? You've been in a situation where you really wanted to help someone or help people maybe by reason of the work you do, by the reason of the office you occupy. You know, you want to help people but you see time and time again that there are people you are not able to help. Do I have a witness? Praise the Lord. And that, you know, became strong to me. A friend was speaking to us and he said in the UK, and he said he has this um, black judge who is his friend, not a Nigerian, I think a Kenyan or somebody from there, and who is an immigration judge in the UK. And he said the man told him that he had decided that any case that comes to him, once is a black man, he would judge in his favor. That if they want to sack him, let them sack him. That any immigration case that comes before him, that once a black man, he said why? He says because he knows that if that case goes to the white judges, they will most likely judge against the person, whether he's right or wrong. So let him catch some. Praise the Lord. Now, and as beautiful as that sounds, the man said that he's always frustrated how he will find people trying to help them, but they'll be impossible to help. And you know of all the black people, you know where the, the main group comes from? Nigerians. He said, your Nigerians are so difficult to help. I'm trying to help them, they're impossible to help. Can anybody think why? Anybody? Why? We are too smart. Do you understand? We know too much. The man said, and it's mainly your people. I'm trying to help them, but they, they refuse to be helped. We are just too smart. And now taking that from a man and from you and I who have agreed that that is uh, the occasion. Now I want to bring it to God. People of God, can I tell you something? In a sense, it is not even right for me to come here and say God will bless you. In a sense, it's not correct. Why? Because from before the fall, God had blessed man. God made man in his image and his likeness, Genesis 1, 26, 27, 20. And then God blessed man. Praise the Lord. Say to yourself, God has blessed me already. Man is a blessed creation. God didn't make us to struggle. He made us and blessed us. If you go to Genesis chapter 2, where the Bible was still talking about man, it said God planted a garden in Eden and then put the man. When you think garden, what do you think? Holiday, enjoyment, praise the Lord. That's the mind of God for us. God planted a garden in Eden put all the beautiful things there and then put the man that he had blessed that's double blessing praise the lord so god is not really about to bless you god has already what blessed you god has blessed you god has blessed us and in ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 the bible telling us about our god it says, blessed be the god and father of our lord jesus christ who what who has blessed us let's read it blessed be the god and father of our lord jesus christ who has blessed me who has blessed me with what? Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places 
in Christ Jesus. God has blessed me. God has blessed me. The truth is this, for the saved Christian, there is no curse on you. What is on you is a blessing. The born again Christian has a blessing over him. Has a blessing working for him already. That's the way it is and that's the very truth. To push it further, if you go to Ephesians 2, 4, it says something again there. I like this part because it makes it more personal. or It explains it. It says, but God, who is what? Rich in mercy because of the great love which he has loved us has what? Go on. Five, please. Even when we're dead in trespasses, what did he do? He made us alive together with Christ. His love broke through our rebellion, our deadness and brought us back praise the lord so let me hear you say something again god is rich in mercy towards me god is rich in mercy towards me now i know that as we are saying this now for a lot of people it's easier to say god is rich in mercy towards pastor ikenna god is rich in mercy towards somebody that you know but for you you're not quite sure now let's go back to where we began praise the lord we said a man had determined in his heart that any case that comes to him, he will judge in his favor. He has not succeeded. God also has not succeeded in getting the blessing into you and I. But I pray that from today he will begin to succeed in the name of Jesus. You know, sometimes we want to turn blind eyes to something that is so true the bible says john 3 16 what does it say it says, for god so loved the born again christians that he gave his only begotten son for god so loved world. god loves the world and we know that god's love is immeasurable god's love is unexpirable god's love is it's illimitable we can't create a shortage of god's love you see god could have had the whole seven billion or eight billion people on planet earth today born again walking in the spirit blessed and there will be no shortage of blessing do you know that but is that the case that's not the case we still find the majority of the world still perishing still not responding still not enjoying god's love why because the bible says james speaking says every beast every wild animal has been tamed is tamed and has been tamed by man isn't it it means that no matter how rough no matter how you know unruly no matter how wild an animal is you know you think of a crocodile you've seen people who play with crocodiles you think of lions you think of in all of them you've seen people who made weapons of war out of rhinos and all of that no matter how wild any beast of the field is men have tamed them praise the lord and made them dwell with them and you know rode on them hung on them or played with them now how did they do it you know how they did it simple it is by the principle of showing love to that particular beast you know what that means now it means that the scripture that says of man for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son is hundred percent true with animals did you get me if every wild animal has been successfully tamed, it's not in their nature. It's not in the nature of a lion not to eat a man. But many people, even in Nigeria now, are keeping lions as pets. I hope you know that. It's not a big deal. You know, 20 years ago, you take a picture with Asesha and you're a big guy. 
If you take picture with that station now, you're a security guard. What you need to take picture with to show you're a big guy is a tiger, you know, a lion, you know, a jaguar head. They know that you started coming up. Okay? So men have tamed these animals. Why? Because the simple principle of show them love, they will submit to you is working. Show them love. Any wild animal, show it love. In fact, with this, I want to apologize because I made some statements sometime and I believe that it works, but, you know, based on what we are learning now. There are marriages that are almost impossible. You know, in counseling, sometimes you tell the woman, do this, do this, do this, do this. Even if the man is a beast, he will change. Well, the truth is that if the man were a beast, he will change. But because he's a man, he may never change. You know why? Fortunately and unfortunately, if God did it like that, that we must respond to his love, you know what we would have done? He would have spoiled the original DNA that he made us with. You know why? He made us in his image and likeness to be able to will. So a man can say, love me as you like, I will not love you back. People have gotten up in the middle of their marriage and said to their husbands, I don't love you again. Say, ah, is he not bringing money? Say, no. Is he not doing this? No. Say, what's the problem? I don't love you again. They're exercising that thing that God put. That man must be free, no matter the circumstance, to choose his will. Praise the Lord. Now, that becomes privilege for us but it's a great body and sometimes i wish that god would take away my choice to will i bet you if any of us here were to live exactly without our will our lives would be so blessed the only problem is this if we did that or if god did that he would now be able to rejoice in us because the bible says he doesn't rejoice over the stars god does not look at the sun and say hey son you know, that is shining and is oscillating. He, he doesn't rejoice over it. You know why? He has commanded it and is obeying. Praise the Lord. But when you and I come in and lift up holy hands, God says to the angels, those are my children, my redeemed. You know why? You made a choice to raise those hands. What God rejoices in is in your choice. Before I got born again, one of the things that I had issues with in the Bible is, why will God leave that tree? Of the knowledge of good and evil where they can reach it no burglary proof yeah. do you understand why 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 would he leave it but you see if he didn't do that he has angels angels you see they don't delight him they obey him yes but that's the what they're commanded to do and that's why under the new covenant is not so much as the commandments of God. And that's, thank you Holy Spirit. That's why Jesus, both in the Old Testament and the New Testament, the commandment of God is that thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul and what? With all thy might. Now the other things are an outflow of love. We've been taught, teach me how to love you. If you love me, then what? Do it this way. So it's not a command that is there. No, it's something starting from, okay, you want to love me, right? This is how I like to be loved. Is someone getting in there? Now, man has found himself in this place where he has a will. And our will sometimes works for us. It works for us in a place like Nigeria now. Why it works for us in a place like Nigeria is this. Any person who is only living at the level of reason in Nigeria will become a beast. How many of us know that? Is it three days ago, over 100 people or 200 were killed in Kaduna? I didn't even, and do you know the press doesn't carry these things again? 
the crime rate, you know, the uh, terrible things are happening. Now, the Bible makes us understand that in the last days, what will happen? Perilous times will come. And anybody who lives in Nigeria does not need to read the Bible to know that we're in perilous times. It's just everywhere. It's everywhere. Crime, you know, you see people say it while they're even driving. People are jumping and struggling with the car that is moving. That means they're ready to that. I mean, extreme things. So, where this wheel works for us is this. When we live in an environment like Nigeria, we can look around at all the iniquity and all the wickedness and still decide we will not be part of it. I told somebody, you say, I won't be part of it. I told you, you see, you look at it and you say, I won't take part in it. Why? Because the natural thing is this. When you are in Rome, do what? Behave like the Romans. Okay? So when everybody is wicked, then in, in your own corner, you, you, know, you bring out your own meanness. Well, what I'm saying this is this. The problem we have in our world, and in Nigeria in particular, is because of this. A lot of people, you know that scripture that says, the rod of the wicked, the scepter of the wicked, will not rest upon the land allotted to the righteous. Lest the righteous do what? Turn their hands to iniquity. I mean, that's one of the things we have to be crying to the Lord for, please, because many righteous, we saw what the pond in just. Why would they, why will a village with elders and children be in unison to kill and cover up evidence? Why would they do that? Has anyone thought about, you know why they would do that? The level of wickedness perpetuated against them. So they bring back their own. And you know multiplication, the figures always increase. Whether it's negative or positive. It will keep increasing. So the iniquity keeps increasing. Why? Because this is what is happening. And everybody is turning to it. But thank God you and I have been given a will. And with that will, we can stay in the middle of it. The person above us is wicked to us. The person under us is wicked to us. But we will make a choice that we will not be a part of it in the name of Jesus. That's the advantage of the will. Because if we didn't have that will, anything the environment does, we flow with it. So it has its advantages, you know, when we, you look at a situation like Nigeria. So they say no mechanic, like we mentioned, tells the truth again. If you tell the truth, you'll be poor. You tell the truth and say you'd rather be poor. I mean, that's because of will. If not, a mechanic cannot. A professor, I can't remember his name, was, you know, making a comment on um, lecturer student um, abuse. And he said that nobody should blame the lecturers. That these girls that don't want to read, and there are many of them, they are not in the father's church. They will just dress skimpily and then be throwing themselves upon the lecturers. And these lecturers are men. In fact, let me tell you, as I read it, I remember that in those days when you're writing external exams, there are people who, the way they copy is that they will copy like this so that if you're looking at what they are showing, you will not cover your book. Those who will understand will understand. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, the lecturers are men. So what would they do? They'll respond to stimulus. But... Because we have a will, because we are created in the image and likeness of God, no matter the reason, we can go contrary to reason. So the Christian does not live by reason. That's, you know, last Sunday we were talking about the born-again Christian is a change of perception. So your reason is no longer the, what the world calls reason. Are you together with me? It's not the same thing because based on what the man said, I mean, what can you do? But based on what the Christian says now and understands by his God, he can't touch that because he knows that he is put in a place and he has the right and the ability to make a choice in spite of his circumstances. So when you see men in the Bible who stood out, this is what they stood out for. Now look at it this way, praise the Lord. Just read the Bible and know that he's talking about human beings like you now. 
Joseph did not commit any offense. If there was a man who was near perfect in the Bible, we didn't say anything he did wrong. This was Joseph. Okay? And then he started suffering and it was like a joke. Okay? It was like a joke. His brothers took him. Praise God. You know, first of all, took his coat. If you take somebody's coat in today's this thing, you know, or, or a woman's hair, you know, you know that warfare has begun. I don't know why something didn't happen. They first took his coat, you know, and war didn't start. They put him in the pit, war didn't start. They brought him out and sold him. And then when he was found in Potiphar's house, I want you to follow me. Being found in Potiphar's house, what kind of houseboy was he? What kind of houseboy? Was he a rebellious, unruly, you know, angry houseboy? No, he became the best houseboy. He must be crazy. Do you understand? You don't come from such a background. You know, the person that should be a good houseboy is the person that when he remembers that in his father's house there's no food. You see? And, you know, the master sent and bought a Martina and sent rapper to the mother and then he now came out house. he was served but somebody that was kid under such circle it didn't make sense for him to be but because joseph was made in the image and likeness of god he said i will be who i am in spite of my environment and that's what nigeria needs and that's our problem as a nation we have christians who have blended into nigerian environment they are just, you know, they are adding their Christianity to the environment and then excelling. So if one person enters a post, how about he will help a few Christians and then he will make sure, you know, that he prospers because country hard. And he doesn't know tomorrow. He says, he says go learn from the ant. Isn't it? He gathers his food when? In the summer. So, so he will apply his Christianity into the environment adjusting to it but forgetting that you are not called to respond to that environment let's come to romans 12 verse 1 and see what it says to us romans 12 verse 1 and 2 it says i beseech you what therefore brethren what by the mercies of god that you do what present your bodies a living sacrifice holy acceptable to god which is your reasonable service now look at verse 2 now Verse 2, let's read it together, everyone. Verse 2 says what? And do not be what? Do not be conformed. You know why? Just stop here, please. Do you know why this scripture can be written to us? Because we are made in the image and likeness of God. If not, that scripture will make no sense. You know what the word conform means? Conform is like when you take vice eh, and put plastic in between and start closing it. Can you tell, can you tell the plastic do not be conformed? Is it possible? The plastic will obey. When they are manufacturing, there are machines that, you know, there are things that call mood. When they take, if, whether it's iron, you know, aluminum, whatever, and melt it and pour into a, a machine system, okay, whatever mode it enters is what? What will come out. You can't tell it do not be conformed. You know why? Because they don't have a will. They have characteristics. They have elements, but they don't have a will. And when you take the elements of a product, and manipulate it whatever you want you will get are you with me whatever you want if you apply heat you know on water enough what do you get you get vapor if you take away heat you know from water enough what do you get you get solid state isn't it so, so water is there it doesn't have a will of its own it always conforms to its environment are you getting my point now we've gone down to say that even the beast of the field so even the wild beast when you take their element you feed them 
You rub them. You touch them in a particular way. Immediately they submit. Why? Because they are designed to be conformed to their environment. But you and I, you and I, <laughs> somebody laugh. You and I, they say to us what? Do not. Rather, what should we do? We should be transformed. What does that mean? The Bible begins to teach us some things which will help us. So it says somebody slaps you. What is conforming? Benina, you slap me, what should I do? I slap you back. That's conformation, isn't it? And that's reasonable. Now, what does the Bible say to you and I? If someone slaps you, what should you do? That is unconformation. Are you getting it now? That's who the Christian is. But you see, we struggle with these things. I'm still going somewhere. We struggle with this thing because we have not understood something else which we are going to, but I want to establish it. So it says, do not be conformed. Don't respond reasonably. Don't respond like your neighbor will respond. Sir, man, don't let that lady not come and tell you, ah, my husband can't try that with me. He can't try that. He can't try that. Do not be conformed. Let her and her husband continue. Be trying the one Jesus taught you. Do you understand? Ah, my wife can't try that. Call me to wash plate. Ah, who married who? Do you understand what I'm saying? You see, all those things are there. But you see, they are saying, do not be what? Conformed. But what should you do? He said it should be transformed. How? How should I be transformed? By the renewing of my mind. Do you know what? Everything you do still flows from your mind. Everything still flows from your mind. After you get born again, your spirit is born again. But if your mind is not transformed, you'll be a carnal, you know, painful Christian to be around. Praise the Lord, somebody. Everything still flows from your mind. You know why? Your mind is, I, I don't know computer, but I hope I get this. Your mind is the application. So if your mind still sees yourself as a man, and someone slaps a man, what would the mind say? Slap back. If your mind still sees yourself as a normal human being, if you have an enemy, what should immediately trigger? Destroy, destroy, destroy. Isn't it? If your mind sees yourself as a man and someone offends you, really offends you, what should the mind say? Mark him. That's what the mind will say. But when that mind has now been what? Transformed. What happens is this. When the same thing enters into the mind, you know what it's going to download from? Is going to look to Jesus. Jesus, what should I what do in this situation? That's why they said of Peter and the rest of the apostles. He says, ah, we didn't train these people. They went to no school, but they're behaving differently. Ah, what, what happened to them? And then they learned that what? That they had been with Jesus. What they're saying is this: Jesus' mind has what? Transformed their mind. The Christian is the person whose mind has been transformed so you don't look at life the same way so when the christian is living in an environment like nigeria and he finds himself in a position where he can blow not just for himself you know we have enlarged this thing you know before if somebody is not born again he will blow for himself and his village people you know how christians justify corruption now they get corrupt for themselves and the brethren but they forget that the enemy never loses what does it profit you if you become a federal minister and you make everybody in the father's church millionaires and then nigeria is rotten and then there is no respect for god in the whole of nigeria your colleagues are looking at you and they say this christian now what for them to fear what it's better you come to church and your brethren are angry with you that you're not helping anybody but all the people in your office who say that's a righteous man 
Because Nigeria will get to the time where they will know those who are the Lord and those who are not. When the average person introduces himself as a pastor today, what happens? Your defenses go up. Where does he want to catch me from? Why? Because people don't understand. So there's a necessity for the renewing of the mind. You don't adjust. You don't allow that to do. Why do we do that, sirs and mass? Are we doing that just to come to church and feel spiritual? No. Are we doing that just to show some people that we are tougher than them? No. Are we doing that so that we show some people that we are the correct believers? No. He said when you do that, what will happen? You will prove what is that one? Good and acceptable and what? perfect will of god we started by saying god is not going to bless me god has what bless me when i do that i experience the blessing i experience the blessing the word proof means a few things it means to show praise the lord so do not be conformed to this world, but be what? Transformed by the renewal of your mind. That you may show what is that good. You know, there are things we are reading in the Bible. And unfortunately, the Bible says there are many who are saying, who will show us any good? There is no better place, I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, there is no better place to be a Christian than Nigeria now. It is so easy to shine. If you're a purchasing officer, stand on that chair, and every day you leave your house, you tell your wife, I might come back with sack later. When you resume in that workplace, sit down, and you know, when they bring something, say, no, this one I cannot do. It's corruption. It's corruption. I cannot do this one. Do you understand? You see, it's so easy to shine. You don't need to do much to be a hero in Nigeria again. Someone finds stolen money and returns it. He's a hero. Can you imagine? Not that he pursued the thief and caught the thief. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's so easy. But you see, because we don't understand, and it says we're doing this so that we will experience the good will of God. What is the good will of God? Let us bless this man this man is blessed when you and i do that we enter into the blessing and our lives become a manifestation of that blessing that's the way it's meant to operate that you may that you may prove that you may prove that you may experience that you may validate that you may evidence that good will of God. So people are saying, ah, where is God in Nigeria? Nothing is happening. No, it says when you do this, you will become an evidence. But if you conform, you will not. But when you are transformed, you become an evidence. And then people will see you and you become a light for people to follow. That's the way it's designed to happen. Now, many of us have problems with this because I'm not going to leave you here. We have problems with this because it is tough. Is it tough? Is it easy? Your response shows, Pastor, it is tougher. <laughs> Praise God. So we're going to come at it from a different way. Come with me to Hosea 4. There's a passage that most of us know very well and um, is often referenced, you know. It says, my people, Hosea 4, 6. It says, my people are destroyed for what? Lack of knowledge. Now, when the Bible says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, People are at liberty, severally, you know, depending on what they want to present. Say, so you must know the devil. You must know your enemy. And truly, the Bible says we should not be ignorant of the devices of the enemy. Okay? So, the Bible gave us some information on the devil. It says he's a deceiver. Praise God. Last Sunday, we learned he's an accuser. At some other time, you know, the Bible says that um, he transforms himself into an angel of light. The Bible says that he has lying wonders. What it means that he works miracles and things that are false okay so we were given some information 
about the devil so is that what the bible is saying is it saying that i'm destroyed because i don't know the demon that worked in my village in, the, in my forefathers is that it i don't think so you know so you see some people whenever they have a problem they have to find some devil to appease or to uproot you know there are some sleeping demons that were buried in their villages you know after the war after the last um, tsunami that happened in their village maybe 500 years ago they can uproot it and start burning it they're looking for something knowledge of the devil no that's not what the bible is saying is it even knowledge of their problems you know so every day you know we are just saying ah you know someone finishes talking say ah your problem hasn't is nothing at all your own is just that your own rent my own is that not only am i owing rent i'm owing me do you understand you know landlord can evacuate you and you go there is the one that when they evacuate you they will lock you up you understand so is it a knowledge of the problem is that why we're suffering because some people think it's because i really don't know is it my problem i i don't think so is it also a lack of knowledge of our environment you know some people say you must you see all these things have their places you, you must be able to do a swot analysis a strength a weakness opportunity and threat you must know your environment you must study your environment and that is also very important okay all of that is that why my people are destroyed come with me to verse 1 of that passage and let's see what it says Hosea 4 verse 1 says he says hear the word of the Lord you people of the father's church for the Lord brings a charge against the inhabitants of Nigeria he says there is no truth or mercy or knowledge of God in the land he says what is the problem there is no truth or mercy or what knowledge of God in the land let's even leave knowledge of God truth or mercy you see where mercy or truth has left you know what the system that will begin to operate there dog eat dog is that the system we're operating in Nigeria in our environment now in this country now anywhere you go you see you're you're an enemy you're a problem until otherwise proven you're going to an office you have an appointment first of all the way the gate man who, who is they look for you see they are owing the gate man okay for six months they haven't paid him okay so you are part of the reason why they're owing him so his attack on you is first of all now you make a guy never pay me you cross the gate man you go to the receptionist and the receptionist instead of processing brings out ankara for you to buy because you see if you don't patronize him why should you go and meet or guy to give you job so you see there is an aggressive nature all over nobody is thinking of kindness nobody's thinking of mercy nobody's thinking of let me help somebody out praise the lord and because of that you know what happened the pain becomes more painful imagine if a few of us had some god forbid had some sores okay and someone mistakenly steps on it and you feel pain and because of that you know another person that has a sore you can't step on the person it shouldn't be only me that is feeling pain. what will happen the whole place will be crazy that's what we are doing in nigeria so the police is angry that uh, IG has stolen their money and he's afflicting it on the Kekenape uh, rider. He's afflicting it on the car driver. The car driver is uh, angry that this is happening and is, you know, driving and, you know, all kinds of things from everywhere. No truth or mercy. And you know what? This is as a result of no knowledge of God. Nigerians have become crazy orphans. They are like wild animals tearing to get what they can get because if they don't get it wahala go day but thank god the bible says it is not because of lack of resources that my people are destroyed 
Are you with me? It's not even because of lack of leadership. Because if that were the case, we must have Archdeacon as president for Nigeria to change. Praise the Lord. It's not out of lack of leadership. It is because of lack of the knowledge of God. That's why people are perishing. So let's see. How, how does this connect? Lord, help us to know. How will the knowledge of God change all of these things? Come with me, please. Exodus 34, verse 6 and 7. God speaking now. 6. He says, let's read together, everybody, please. And the Lord passed before him and proclaimed. What did he proclaim? The Lord. The Lord God merciful and gracious long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth keeping mercy for thousands forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin by no means clearing the guilty visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation now let's stop here when we said the christian should be transformed you know what engineers the transformation he asked himself the bible says in the place he said look to the rock from which you were healed when the christian sits back and says who made me when the christian sits back and says, who should i look like hallelujah next time you want to be mean just ask yourself who be my papa next time you're screaming at somebody and scolding somebody ask yourself who am i behaving like let's read it again he said the lord the lord god how merciful gracious long-suffering abounding in what goodness and truth keeping mercy for what imagine if every nigeria in position started behaving like god in this sense not behaving like god in controlling people i read in the papers listen if you're not praying for nigeria better start praying the governor said eighteen thousand is too much to pay the food they eat in a day eighteen thousand can't pay for it but they can't pay fellow human beings 18,000. Now, some people are looking at governors. In your office, how much are you paying? And the one you've agreed to pay, have you paid them? No profit, no profit. Don't disturb me, I can't pay anybody, no profit. But every day, you, they come out as big man. They, they start your top like this. Anyway, so it says, the Lord, this is who I am. The Lord God, I'm what? Merciful and gracious long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth it says moses this is who i am when the bible says renew your mind it's saying know that you should flow live life from this understanding from this understanding someone runs into my car god forbid and runs into my car and comes out and falls on the ground and says sir i beg i say i beg for this nigeria i, I beg come follow me you Told the car, to everything to your panel beater. And the man who maybe is doing taxify or kabukabo or something, he's out of work for three weeks, you know, and then he's suffering to pay you. Meanwhile, you could afford it, but he was wrong. I'm not denying he was wrong. He was wrong. You draw doubt out of him. You know why you would do that? Because in your mind, you need him to suffer to be appeased. But if in your mind something like that happened, and he said, The Lord, the Lord God merciful and gracious abounding in goodness what will immediately flow through you you look at the person godness that's what is goodness or godliness will do what immediately flow through you okay now let's deal with the one of someone slaps you pastor how do you answer that based on this how do you answer that if someone comes and slaps you sir and you look at it did i do anything to demand this slap 
and peradventure you did, then the slap is what? Justified. So case closed. Praise God. But what if he slaps me and I was walking on my own JJ and he just came and slapped me? Praise the Lord. And I didn't do anything. Now, how do I respond to this? I look at it and I say, ah, madmen, Dale. Thank God, no only slap. I'm going. Because, do you understand? Simple. You immediately understand that he obviously does, he's not in his senses. I know many of us here can fight and can do all kinds of things. How many of you will park your car on the road and start wrestling a madman that insulted you? Once you establish he's mad, what do you deal with him with? Mercy and compassion. You think it's everybody that is well-dressed that is okay? Are you getting what I'm saying? No. Like um, Pastor Dewey told us, someone you know, was in church at the ministerial level and had said he wants to go to hell. I don't know. Maybe he had a relation that went to hell and he wanted to go and visit the person quickly. He was in the, in the leadership of the church and had determined he wants to go to hell. So anytime the church leadership was meeting, he would just be creating problems. Creating problems. Creating problems. You know? And I think especially targeted at him. You know? At one point, the man just came. One of the meetings, he stood up. He told them, listen, that he's just pitying them. Let him tell them. That he had already decided he was going to hell. That what was remaining is amongst you people here who I'll take with me. Now, if you know you live in such a world where people have decided where they're going and are looking for who will follow them, you want to drag shirts with them to go there. You want to drag inheritance with them to go there. You want to drag trousers with them to go there. You will jump and pass. Do you understand what? You will jump and pass. Because you know that you're God. Now, let's still take it further, which is actually where I, I, I wanted to go. I don't know why I'm going in all this direction. Where I wanted to go. Now, if I have a need in my life, praise God. How many of us have a need? You need provision. You need financial. You can do with some money. You can do with your debts being forgiven. Okay? You can do with pain being taken away. You can do with healing. And... Um, those who are trusting God for life partners, it would be nice if next week was your wedding. I thought you'd say amen. God is a God of miracles now. Well, you can, don't do shakara for me. I want to pray. That's the only thing I can. I'll pray for you, isn't it? It'll be nice. It'll be nice. Praise the Lord. And that's one of the things I'm praying for because, you know, there's something about weddings. They remind us of the marriage supper of the Lamb. I'm telling you, and we need it. Let's say amen. And fast, fast. Brother, move, move, move. Move! Ah. Joe, you will just be wearing tight trousers. In fact, I'll ban tight trousers for God chasers. Be wearing baggy. When you marry, then you can do get. Ah. Can't marry. Just thinking like you're still junior boys. Can't marry. So when men stand. <laughs> okay, so, so taking it to that angle of what I need, what I need, you know, my frustrations. Do you feel what I'm going through? Okay, I don't have food, my, you know, I don't have this, I need this, and I need all of that. Now, let's go and see what the mind should be thinking. The Lord, follow me. The Lord God, merciful, read it with me now, merciful, gracious, long-suffering, abounding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, is my God. Right? He's my God. And I still have these situations going on in my life. What should I do, pastor? What should be my attitude? What should be my outlook? What should be my behavior? The Bible says, if this is your God, how many of us have canceled people before? And they finished what they were saying. He said, but ah, your brother is a rich man. Have we said that to someone before? Ah, he said, ah, what about Timothy? Have you told Timothy these problems? Haven't we said that to people? 
Now, you know what the Bible says? It says, be anxious for nothing. But in everything, how? Prayer and what? Supplications. Make your request what? Known to this God, this God. Make it known to him. Make it known to him. It says, by prayer and supplications with what? Thanksgiving. He said, make it known to him. You see, the, you know, the Holy Spirit is our teacher. And he's the one telling us. He said, sister, brother, indebted, you're sick, you're feeling this. He said, be anxious for what? Nothing. Why? Because I know who your father is. Sometimes people say, ah, no, your father won't. Go to your father. I know your father. Ah, when my father was this, I know how your father helped. Can't I tell you that? I know how your God has healed before. I know how your God has delivered. I know how your God has, you know, made matches. I know your father. The spirit of God said, be anxious for nothing, but in everything. Say, go to him with prayer, but make sure you go with what? Thanksgiving. He says, and what will happen? He says, and the peace of God, the peace of God, what is happening there? Your mind is getting involved again. All of a sudden, your mind will say, my father, I said, in fact, I, I like the way John said it. He said, if we ask anything according to his will, what does he do? He hears us. And says, if we know that he hears us, then we know that we have our what? Petitions granted. So, at this point, somebody might be saying, ah, Pastor, I've done this, I've done this. No, get what we're saying here now. Get what we're saying here. Philippians 4 that we read says, be anxious for what? In fact, okay. Let's, let's put it in normal English. So he said, don't be anxious for the money. Don't be anxious for the wife. Don't be anxious for the baby. Don't be anxious for security. Don't be anxious for... Don't be anxious. Okay. He said, but what should you do? Prayer. So you go to your father and say, Father, in case you don't live in Nigeria, eh? since dollar became 300 and something, to pay school fees, I have to gather three times the amount I used to send to my... You know, so... So just to inform you in case you're not reading the papers in Nigeria. Eh? And because of that, everything has gone up. And our salary has not gone up. So you inform God all of that. And he says, when you finish informing him, tell him, Baba, you're too much. Baba, I know you're planning something. You knew about this all the while. He said there is nothing too hard for you. There is nothing difficult for you, isn't it? In fact, you said in your word that while I'm even speaking, you have already heard. So even this prayer is formality. And you told me that before I called, you would have answered me. So anyway, uh, let's just, it's, I think we're just doing a formal procedure. So you begin to thank him. And he says, when you're done with that, what will happen? The peace of God. He didn't say immediately you'll get the request granted. The peace of God. Let me now tell you something. Let me ask you another question because I want to use your answers. How many of us... Um, we're in boarding school. If you're in boarding school, let me see. Okay, if you didn't do boarding, Pastor Chris, sorry. <laughs> if you didn't do boarding, you won't understand this. How many of us remember those days in boarding school where loaves won't go around and the food prefect is holding maybe 16 loaves and there are 60 students? What is the normal way to make sure you get a loaf of bread? What do you do? You push, you press, you rush whatever is holding the loaves. Now, also, I understand, I believe I'm right, if I'm pleased, you can. I also understand that in tennis or in most um, ball sports, what did they say you should do? You say, keep your eye what? On the ball. The same way in this case, you keep your eye what? On the bread. You keep your eye on the bread. But if the person who was sharing that loaf was your paddy man, you people are too sharp. 
I say you people are too sharp. If the person who was sharing the loaf was your padiman, where will you keep your eye? You will keep your eye on his eyes. You know why? I need some people to rush me. Come, come, come. As you are rushing me, that's my padiman. Are you getting it? That is the problem. Many Christians are rushing what they need. They are no longer looking at God. We are following the world. We are desperate like the world. Child of God, there is no situation you are in that your father doesn't know about. But he also knows he's your father. So you should not behave like the Gentiles. God can't serve you a table where the Gentiles are eating. And that's where you've been going. Sisters in church come, you want to get husband from, uh, from nightclub and from Yahoo, Yahoo, Yahoo boys. They will keep breaking your heart. No, you look to your father. You look to your father. You look to your father. It is with eye contact. The psalmist said, guide me with your eye. You look to your father. He you knows. The Lord said to me, Why is there so much unbelief? Everybody's looking where the loaf is, where the loaf is, where the loaf is. But the one who is distributing it is looking for you to make contact. He's looking to make contact. He's looking to connect with you. Those who wait upon the Lord, what will happen to them? They will renew their strength. What are they waiting? They say, God is doing something. I know. I have needs. I know. I'm asking him, What would you have me do? Where would you have me wait? I have help. This morning, God has come to tell his people, please renew your mind. Renew your mind. Renew your mind. You see, sometimes you're in situations where you have to be quenching it. God, God you know, you almost say, God hates me. God has abandoned me. You see, those thoughts are coming to your mind. But you see, the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, abounding in long-suffering, abounding in goodness and truth keeping mercy for thousands that is your father that is your father that is your father can he abandon can such a god abandon you can such a god be ignorant of what you're going to can he leave you at a point without having a way out it's not possible the only thing is like that george he wants to get the loaf to you but you're not you're too smart like isn't that where we started from you too savvy to serve me. Let's bow our heads as we go to the Lord. Father, I come in repentance. I come asking that you forgive me. The songwriter sang and said, I've made you too small in my eye. Oh Lord, forgive me. I have classed you as one that I have to outwit, not one that I have to trust. I have put you as one who wants to keep from me rather as one who wants to keep for me lord i'm asking for forgiveness and i'm coming to you this morning renew my mind heal my heart concerning who you are you're a good father you're a good good father you're an able father you're not derelict. You're not irresponsible. God forbid. You that care for the sparrows. You that care for the beasts of the field. Would you not care for me? 
if I as an earthly father can want to help my children how much more you I want you to go to him from the bottom of your heart let that stronghold be thrown down let every imagination that has exalted itself against the knowledge of this God he's a good God anybody that will backslide does has not met this God you can't backslide if you know God you will wait on the Lord you might not have an answer moments will come where you'll be walking in darkness sir. moments will come where you'll not be able to explain your situation moments will come where like Jesus you'll be hanging on the cross and they'll say to you if you are the son of God and you know you're the son of God and they said to you if you're the son of God come down but you are not able to come down if you're a pastor if you're a preacher ah Oh, oh, every day church church oh yeah pay me pay me every day church church oh yeah marry now your mother is the one harassing you not even an enemy this your God when will this your God answer you well, what, what will take that song I want to pray for one or two persons who are here you've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church we are sure you've been blessed we invite you to worship with us at Eden Center Banex Guarimpa Expressway near Next Kashinkari Abuja for telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-158-404 you can find us online at www that the Father's Church Online.org. God bless you.